Hey guys, welcome back to Unrecruited. It's Chris Pettit here with Jason Brown and Vance Lynch, and we're here to talk Wall Street bets and top shots. A lot going on right now in the, uh, I guess I would say, the gambling world, um, from Wall Street to uh, the blockchain. Um, I know we've uh, just kind of dug into top shots a little bit ourselves, and we'll, we'll fill you in. I feel like it's still pretty new, but what everybody is talking about is GameStop. So. And Reddit, Wall Street Bets. I'm not a member of Wall Street Bets, but I uh, have enjoyed reading the, a few of those Reddit threads that have been popping up on Twitter. And I guess the one guy that everybody's following that's that went heavy in 2020, I think, on on GameStop. <laughs> he owns a ton of calls, and and his basis is you know what 20 cents in those calls, and and also like 13 dollars on the stock. Um, says he's just straight YOLO. So. I don't know. I well, you know. I was gonna say I don't know if I'd hold that long. You know, I wouldn't hold that long uh, myself. But Vance would be just riding to the. I might, I might be the only one that could hang on. I still, you know. I think once I hit the second comma, I would be considering out. And yeah. he let it ride all the way to what, like twenty mil now, twenty two mil. Well, he's taking some off the table if you look at his dailies. That I, yeah. mean, I mean, I have friends sending me these. Hey, check this out. Check this out. You know, so the dailies are. Uh, yeah, I think two days ago I saw he had a thousand calls. All the stock it seems like he's still holding, and then he peeled off two hundred calls yesterday, three hundred calls today. I think the three hundred calls are worth ten million bucks today. I think about if, if my math is right. Um, maybe we're worth a million. That's probably what it is. Probably added a zero. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know how you, uh, he's got big balls. Not a bad payday. It's a good day. Yeah, not a bad payday, but do you, do you just I, retire after today or what? You mail it in and say, fuck life. Well, I know you, we had in our text thread that there was that guy who held, who told, held Tesla since I think seven or something like that. Right. And he says, absolutely. I'm not selling. And he's at something like 13 million, um, in in value and he's he's not selling and he said he's retiring now i'm not sure how he's retiring i mean at, at least peel off a million and and live on that you know put it in maybe put an annuity to counteract your tesla but you know i don't I, he said he's gonna maybe borrow off it or something like that i mean more power to him but there that has risk but not as much as this risk right this is a lot even a lot quicker than that tesla ran from years ago when this track on Tesla. But I know we talked in one of our first episodes, Robin Hoodies, and this seems to be a good follow up to that. Can Robin Hooders Robin Hoodies move stocks? I think we agreed that the answer was no. That was my vote. But now the question is can Redditors move stocks? <laughs> to a certain I extent. I think it's kind of the same same deal. I I mean maybe they found the kryptonite with the with the what the all the short interest in some of these names that they're targeting um yeah do you want to explain a little bit about what are the perception is about that short interest and why that makes it go i i'm not um i guess i don't really completely understand it aside from the simple like the very like layman version like investing 101 that these a lot of these hedge funds are borrowed against the stock and they've borrowed so much that there's not 
there's not a lot of like free stock in circulation to buy. And these Redditors discovered this and they bought up every share, they every available share that was on the market and they hodled <laughs> and forced the price up because uh, the enforce these um, hedge fund short sellers uh, that had very large short positions in um, very specific stocks, which I would say is a form of gambling as well with their investors' money with a pretty good idea that I guess GameStop is a dying business, but it's still when when something like this happens and now they're forced to buy back the stock that they shorted at a huge multiple because these people and these people just refuse to let them off the hook and sell it there is no i mean it just the root the top got blown off basically and it just no one knows it's what's what's it worth to you to close it like the panic ensued and there's so many people out there. I mean, they need to buy to cover your short position. So you got on one hand, you've got all the available shares of the stock being held by retail investors that aren't selling. You've got people that already maybe held the stock or private or like, you know, members of the company or whatever that can't really sell either. So all these stocks are tied up. And then you have the hedge fund that is losing their ass and needs to cover their position and is bidding up but they're the ones trying to buy anything that's available and it just bids up the so like hedging their hedge fund. Yeah. To infinity. <laughs> and their hedge fund is, I mean, needs to be bailed out. I mean, I don't know. I think the bigger conversation is what happens next. Um, does this create some form of like, is this good or bad for if you're a, if you're a long, if you're a market bull in the short run, is this good for you? Does it like eliminate the short selling and, you know, it create a situation where there's just a mass of buyers out there? Or does this volatility scare so many people away that they start liquidating their portfolios and not wanting to play this game anymore? Or are they... Or, are, you know, because the broader market went down pretty considerably today, my opinion was, is that a lot of these uh, big uh, institutions had to cover their ass and they probably looked across their short positions and needed to raise funds to buy those stocks to cover those, to reduce, at least reduce those large positions, which resulted in, you know, some of the better names in my opinion going down pretty significantly today especially i mean i don't know what I, I mean i know apple had pretty solid earnings and dropped pretty significantly um but that was after hours uh what else like all everything like mark microsoft had had pretty solid earnings but went down today i mean all that stuff a lot of the stuff i mean i held plenty of stuff that went down today that i think is all part of this is all part of this as well. And and I don't know what to expect from here. Do you think this is like a variant in some sort of like robo investing where computers have kind of tapped into this and they're much smarter than what we are. And there's a way to 
look into platforms or look at kind of what things are holding maybe on the back end or some different way to help trigger some of these events or and then and then you have the speculative people that buy into it and and start feeding the masses and create a reddit form or do some of this stuff yeah i have i have no idea how like what i mean i'm sure anybody out there can i mean people can program anything basically it seems these days but um i don't know what you know private investors i I, I'm, but yes to answer your question yes there are people that are profiting from this momentum trade um and profiting better than any of uh, any of us retail investors um and and they're gonna they're gonna ultimately probably win on the way down too i would imagine but i don't know yeah, that much about high frequency traders and like algorithms are pushing it not from not from the beginning but i think they pick up at you know as they like you said all the numbers that they program then as soon as they see something with a low float, not a lot of open shares start to run, you know, they're going to, they, they add up, they just tick it up, right? It, it ticked up, you know, it hit, it hit a certain level that they needed to tick and they hit it. And it's not necessarily front running trades, Mm-mm. right? It's just, it's, it's, it's just, just following, the, it's following the order flow and seeing that, Hey, there's flow here. I could just buy the, you can almost buy like a sweep. You can almost sweep the market in a sense if you're a high frequency trader, and then it and then it kind of snowballs. But those like high frequency trades, in my I guess limited experience with them, don't last though because they're not. They're just looking for a few, or uh, they're just looking for a few basis points or a hundred basis right. points, and then they're out. Like they're in and out. And it right, might, be, it might no, be a matter of a, it might be a matter of a couple of minutes. Sure, but there's when there's no float, and then they they're sweeping the market like on Apple. They're just you don't even notice that they're in and out because there's so much volume right. available yeah. to trade, and there's so many sellers. Like they, like I said, they could sweep it. When I say sweep it, I mean they could clear the market of sellers in a in you know a minute. Probably a minute's too long if they put in enough orders, and which in a sense, would kick it up because you don't have everybody sitting there with their shares, even normal people that are just going to say, hey, people don't have sell orders in, right? right that, Most people. That's, so they right. have a, they don't have a limit sell at, at uh, you know, $20. They're just like, oh, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's at 30 and maybe they click sell, but it's still a retail trader. And and then by that time, is a short going to cover? Then they got to buy more. And then there's no, there's, again, there's no sellers. Like that's why the, there's no sellers. That's yeah. what the, the issue is. It's what happens with Bitcoin too. Yeah, uh, but I don't know how long people are planning on holding. I mean, the the rumor is GameStop to a thousand. I mean, I'm not touching it. I haven't touched it, but it's just interesting to watch. And I actually don't. I don't like it as a you know just a pure. I guess I would say as an investor because I'm not sitting there trying to trade in and out of stuff. But yeah, you know, I don't. I'm not. I'm not mad that someone that those guys are making money off of it. But I just think it ultimately people get crushed and it's hurting the rest of the market can i take my 500 bucks to a game stock and find a fucking ps5 (laughs) (laughs) no ultimately GameStop is a dying business it is they they don't even sell they they don't sell stuff what are you talking about they're They're still still on by me yeah they're still on by me i'm just kidding 
yeah, the name of the game, right? Like I think the new PS5, you, it's all digital download. You can still buy the, the you know, the, the discs and stuff, but what is GameStop going to do? There's nothing left. They're not buying and, well, that's, the, that's the issue with being short though. Like the, the short being just pure short is unlimited risk. And that's ultimately what happened with the, the group that has the hedge fund that got taken out Melvin. And yeah. I, you know, I even saw there's a few questions as to who uh, Citadel is one of the other hedge funds that stepped in and like bailed Melvin out. Right. And Citadel is taking order flow from Robin Hood. They're taking like Robin Hood's trades and they're, they pay them to take their trades. Like there's a reason they pay them to take their trades. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, it's not betting so on, they're front running it. Betting but on GameStop uh, game yeah, game is paying off the uh, kids' college loans, student debt, right? So, just keep yeah. going with it. Everybody's got their stimulus money. They get their tax refunds coming. Like, there's money flowing. People are getting excited here. I've seen a few TikToks about how to how to get rich by by GME. <laughs> <laughs> how to how to make a hundred thousand in a day? When your wife when your wife shows you a TikTok about buying GME, you know you're in trouble. Yeah, it's gone too far. Yeah, we had a we had a client who who literally was like, "I'm looking to turn like ten into a hundred overnight," and it's like. Did you tell okay. them to do it? Good luck. Like, <laughs> fucking, you're throwing darts at a wall at that point. And the, the pro, it's a needle in a haystack. It's not even darts at a wall. Like, good luck. Even Just, crypto's not all you have to do is go to Vegas and hit four uh, reds or blacks in a row. Yeah, there you go. Good odds, right? There's some methods of madness. I know Vance has got a, a family secret with uh, the, the roulette table. You get five, five in a row. Sure in that direction. That's, that's not it. That's not it. I think it's it's six, right? Six. Yeah, whatever it is, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> is that so scientific? Wait. That's scientific. There's so my 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 uncle's if, number in baseball. If was we six. share that, if we share that, are we going to get kicked out of any casino that we go into? No, because it's stupid. <laughs> my my. Uh, my uncle's number in baseball was six. Um, and apparently in Vegas, when it's been red six times in a row or black six times, when it's been one of the two colors six times in a row, it doesn't have the same odds of being that color the seventh time. So it's likely. So once you see six in a row, it's highly likely that the next one will be the, the opposite. And if it's when not, you say highly it, likely, do you mean like fifty percent? Like it's greater. Like it's greater. It's greater than fifty percent because because roulette in roulette, unlike lo- other things, um, mm-hmm. there is a recency bias, and it does correct back to even. It corrects back to even. So when there's been six, um, it's more likely that the seventh will be on the other side, and then the neck the. The Until subsequent you get that zero doubles. Yeah, and you got to get back to you got to get back to fifty fifty. Completely false. <laughs> Wait, do you think I'm being serious? That's why it's gambling. Anyways, this is this is the play. I'm like a freaking economic economics major with some. I took a million probability classes. Game theory. Game theory. This there is game theory at its finest. This is game but theory at its finest. If you ask so, me, I would I would bet the opposite after six. But that's intuition. So, that's, not, so, that's, that's not fact. Wait, wait, wait. So then this is this just gets even better. So 
on the seventh roll, if it's, you know, if it, if it's still black, like if it's black, 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 you know, and then the, and then six in a row and then the seventh is black, it's fine because you just double the bet and it'll likely be red the next time. <laughs> and then if it doesn't come in, you just double it again. Keep doing that. And you just keep doing done. it until, but once it's, you know, and I would say that theory is a better theory than, I mean, just start at zero and just do that is, is better than why don't, why don't I sit here and wait forever until it's, you know, you could, your starting point could be anything. It doesn't matter that it's been, you know, when you walk up to the table. Point. You can just walk well, up to the like, table and start doing that. It's like the black. Like when you short GameStop, GameStop, and then you keep shorting it as it's as it's on its way up. Yeah, I've never heard that concept of the you know the rising knife, like to start up pushing <laughs> down the rising knife. You got to throw <laughs> a lot of money worse. to do it that way. I mean, that's even worse than catching the falling knife. I always see it as like the knife's falling and you grab the top of it, trying to push down the falling knife. You know, it cuts right through your hand. I got yeah, another so now. Now apparently, uh, I mean, I'm not. This is definitely not advice because I actually it probably yeah, is no advice. advice. I'm advising you. I'm advising you not to <laughs> to do what I'm what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, there's now financial advice. So there's other uh, stocks that are what getting pushed. They're on low short. They're on low float that people are trying to push and yeah, AMC right, movie on, theaters. On Reddit. They're popping see, right now. Yeah, AMC any... is a bankrupt company. I mean, I want to. <laughs> the problem is, I want to go. I want to buy puts on those, but. I can't because they cost too much. They're too expensive. You need it's to like, go to it's like, like it's four. still. You need to... It's the same as when it was at four bucks. You could buy a you know a put for I don't know July for a dollar for like a three dollar put for a dollar. Do you think BlackBerry Messenger is coming now, back? Oh, Your Nokia yeah. flip phone. We got it all. I mean, these are I'm ready to play some snakes. <laughs> I did hear something about BlackBerry that BlackBerry is not BlackBerry that you think it is. Right, they've changed. Yeah, yeah I, but but I, when you read BlackBerry, I thought it was I thought it was RIM. You know, BlackBerry used to be RIM, R I M M. Yeah, yeah. And I did used to own that, but like that used to be. I would think that you know when I hear it, I, that's what I think of. Like, let me get my BlackBerry out with a little rollerball. And uh, well, RIM was I the mean, technology behind the rollerball, right? I think so. Yeah, and RIM. I mean, Nokia and, and BlackBerry. Those are both. You play Snake on both of them, right? So yeah. No, that was just a different snake. Nokia, game you got those those cool uh, uh, cell phone covers that could light up. You get the light up antenna, right? Yeah. Like that was like high school for us, like yeah. early college, maybe. That was the only part of any of this that I could actually maybe buy. Like I bought, I think I did buy a little bit of both. I mean, we played our we played that call spread on BB. That's going to get crushed. <laughs> But you know, I can't low, get crushed. A, I mean, very low yeah. risk. Very low risk. Yeah. Yeah. But how, how do they put those stocks within Palantir and Express? Like, I don't understand well, the correlation. Of well, Express is like going to—that's going to be out of business, right? Like, who goes to? Yeah, Express, Express too. But but Palantir but Express is, is part of of like Banana Republic or something, right? It's part of the bigger equation. It's not just Express. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've never thought that that was a viable. I mean, when I've been in there and seen. I don't know. I maybe because well, you, you don't go to the clubs, there, Chris. If if you go to the clubs, you know regularly. Yeah, yeah they, right. That's yeah. why I go. They're all yeah. they're all rocking the express. I've I've been in there, um, you know, with guys that I've played with. They're like, yeah, I got to go to Express. They just did a whole thing the, with the, NBA. the Latinos. Love the love Express. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I don't think the clubs fit me to be honest with you. Is that um, a good? It's at so a good price point. Part of the issue. It is. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I knew the price were cheap. I just. It's like it's a good price point. Like a, I'm just my shoulders are way too huge for that. 
you don't like yeah, my shoulders and my, and my butt my, they just don't my, doesn't fit so <laughs> my, my chest right here doesn't work you know the shoulders and yeah. chest so like as far as shopping there like not opposed to shopping there but you know it just doesn't fit me but like i know i saw what the prices were and it's like i don't know that i would be i wasn't jumping to go by their stock like i might have been with lululemon yeah Palantir is a little different though. I think that's just a low float, like a heavily shorted stock because people are saying heavily shorted. I mean, I, I actually like uh, one of those sort of Nanox or, that they're talking about, the MRI imaging. It just has, a, it's a heavy short. It, I don't think it's a low float, but, and then GoGo, which I told you before, that's a, that's a heavy short, but that's like, they're actually doing good things with their business that's not like a dying business yeah they're charging you 50 dollars a month well, to fly on their airplane and get internet and nobody's flying on airplanes right now so it's it's a good deal right but they, they actually service. just no but they just sold off uh like a part of their commercial aviation service so now they got like a big price for that and now they're everybody thinks they're not a profitable company but they're actually if you look at their books they're gonna put out a like they're gonna put out a big earnings report compared to what people are gonna put out Go go, yeah. What about uh, so? Why is Palantir so heavily shorted? Probably because they're like in coots with the government, apparently. But why would that be a bad thing necessarily? Well, I don't think for business it's a bad thing, but it's like well, they're. Is it just like a personal they, thing that they're? No, like if they're they have all your information, right? They're like a privacy, from what I understand at least. They are like the company that knows everything about you, so they can find out everything about you, and it's all this technology. So there's some questions as to if, if what they're doing is appropriate, maybe is the right word, and or or legal. And then they're providing services to the government about citizens. Right. Citizens. The I, they they're not the so they don't necessarily have the technology to collect the data. It's more the analysis, right? So they, they can take stuff from a bunch of, you know, large, big data sets, and they spit out analytics based on that, right? Based on large, based on large numbers. Like that's what I thought that's Maybe. essentially what I thought their they were like did. project based that they they had the technology to get the data. Oh, see, I didn't I didn't think I that. Know. I, I, I thought know. it was more like people had the data and they didn't know what to do with it. And Palantir had, like had different structures for the way that they looked at the data and how they analyzed it. And the thought was, and, you're, and one you're of the probably right, they, but whatever they do is the, is that's the question. Like, what are they doing with the data? Like, you're letting them have your data, or you're not letting them have your data. But they they're have looking the at all the words that are said yeah. on phone calls, or they're looking at, right. you know, or text messages, or whatever else. Uh, so it's I, a privacy I, issue for Americans, could in be. a sense. But under the under this administration, that doesn't seem to be a problem. So you're saying Big Brother? I mean, censorship right now. Right now, it's not. But what if that becomes a, like that could easily be a government shutdown? I think that's. If, the, I really think that's. The if concern. what Joe Jorgensen won the presidency, it's like that's not going to happen. <laughs> Either side wants this, so it's not. I mean, things would have to dramatically change in order for that to to uh, data that theory. Data is the hottest commodity you can get. Right, that's what I'm thinking, and being able to being able to. Analyze. I mean, I don't know. We got down a rabbit hole. 
Um, so what about top shots? <laughs> top shots. Yeah, let's get to business. Get to the business part of this. Because I think we're staying from all the, the momos, maybe a couple flyers for, you know, for some spending money. Let's we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about tomorrow. I, like I said, I've read all kinds too. of stuff all over the place. If it were, if this was five years ago, I would have sold everything I owned um, yesterday or today, I guess. It depends when you guys listen to this. Uh, Wednesday, <laughs> January, what is this, 27th? <laughs> it's a panic. Um, it was. I mean, I and I, I used to panic pretty hard. Um, and I just kind of held through it, through it. Um, Keith McCullough thinks you should bubble. be, Keith McCullough thinks you should still be buying still in quad two for the next, whatever couple months. I hope at least so. when, the, when the bears are telling you to buy, it's good news. I hope so. But then there's some other folks that are, you know, time to go. Gotta so get should, out. We, should we be buying top shots or what are we looking at? I think I, I, I'm really having a hard time with the top shots. So, well, 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 tangent real quick. Top shots is one thing, but baseball cards are making a huge comeback, right? All these cards are now selling and turning into a different like collectible thing, which is, I think, what created top shots. For those that don't know top shots, it's basically trading cards, but in digital formats, right? So you're, you're trading a, a, a basketball player's layup or, you know, whatever the game winning shot and each one carries some sort yeah. of value yeah. perceived value in this and online they're, community they're serialized and held on the blockchain yes and supposedly you're the only one that owns this right like that specific serial that specific card yes you are but there could be 1500 or more 15,000 cards like it that there's different rarities and different i mean it's just playing on to all of our edges? Well, what? Do they grade the edges? No. You, 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 you avoid... That's the one thing that I do like. You, you don't avoid, have to worry about my... Yours is not you avoid for, that. any better than mine. Somehow, but somehow it's more... It's it's better to have num- the number one card in the series or the player's jersey number uh, serialized. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I want to catch, like, catch up to that later, but to expand on, for anyone who doesn't know about the Top Shots, it's NBA Top Shot. They have a license with the NBA. They're called moments instead of cards, but I feel like I still call them cards. Um, I heard about it a week ago. I would have liked to have known about it a few weeks ago because I feel like it just kind of took off. Um, not for just for the fact of like they have basically they have packs. You can buy a pack and you get four or five cards. Let's say it's probably card four or five moments in a pack. And then there's also a marketplace where you can resell individuals and trade and do that type of thing so the values are kind of not really set and then there's some that are limited runs you can create collections and get a limited edition but then are they worth it um so it they're they're kind of cool but it's is like it only what, how is that gonna work for like this season or like do you have like when kobe scored his 81st point you know in that game like do you get that shot or well, so there's no co- I don't think there's any Kobe's yet. Um, there are some like throwbacks. There's a I know there's a Ray Allen. Um, 
but there, you know, there's, there's a few, there's not a lot of like throwback players. I know, like I said, I know there's a Ray Allen. That was like a special run, I think. But is it all like stuff from like this season that they're currently playing right no, now? No, there's some. In the past, it's like from last year, the past couple of years, some of them, it, there's a set, like the Ray Allen, let's see, Ray Allen's is a, from 2014, obviously. I mean, obviously Ray's yeah. hasn't played for a while. So that was a specific, like limited edition. So this was that was the collector's one, and so it says there's 201 Ray Allen in the much, like ever how much, produced. How much is that card? The lowest ask is three thousand three hundred dollars, which is crazy. The jersey number. So why would you ever pay three hundred dollars for a work. fucking Ray Allen card? Like, well, if you buy rookie cards, not even worth that much. Well, so the question is, why would you? That I, that's the lowest ask. The the highest purchase so far is three thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. That because it's so. I, actually, one of the things I think is pretty cool about it is the, I'd say the transparency. The worst part about it is their tech is terrible. See this we card? Tried buy, we tried to buy packs the other day, and they wouldn't. They we pre, we previewed it at, tw- at what twenty five thousand left, twenty thousand packs left, and they wouldn't even let you buy one. Yeah. And all these bots are buying them. It's like that's it's just yeah. not regulated very well. And, yeah. I, I was in, so I logged in to show some, one of my coworkers the what it was to look. To, um, I was going to show him what my one moment that I that I bought, which I'm and you're like, oh crap, there's a pack available. And I was like, and it said, uh, oh my god, it's a you know, it it, it was a pop up that said uh, we are. It was like a test drop uh, to test the system. They dropped a series eight or a series nine. Uh, whatever or series two drop nine or whatever and i got in and it said 25,000 25 of 25,000 available so all the packs were available when i logged in and i was trying to buy now the entire time i never did what any like my like i never refreshed i you know i didn't block myself out or do anything and it just would not process it kept error 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 then i jumped on my computer error 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 nothing and people were posting that they got multiple packs. Yeah, and it said you're supposed to get one pack a person. One pack only. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I mean the it is yeah, it is pretty I feel like that is like a really like poor taste, it, you know, at least in my mouth, like about that's not a good look. And you know, like I said, I do think they're kinda of cool, but it's like, hey, like you gotta let people get get packs and not the people that you know, there I saw one guy, they posted it, this guy kept purchasing packs because the thing one of the things that is neat about it is it's the transparency of who's getting like you can see who's buying what tells you who the buyer was like jason this one this ray allen one sold for 3999 serial number 75 and and on january 20th and then one sold yesterday for three thousand eight hundred dollars over serial number 26 so it tells you the sales history if you go to a specific card i believe it, it'll tell you it might tell you if it's been traded multiple times. I think it does. Um, so that part's pretty neat, but it's just a matter of like, and then his jersey number right now is for sale for 50000 But I don't know why, it's, you know, apparently the run number one, I mean, it's it's the first card ever printed of that one. So, so why is any of this one worth of. any money? It's one out of 50. But there's still 50. It's like, I mean, I guess you don't know, like when you talk about trading cards, like you just don't know which is, 
Well, I mean, some some train a, cart runs have. Sorry to interrupt. One I'm looking through the. Yeah, well, it's one of one. Like that's cool. Like I feel like it's more important for how many are made. I don't care as much about them. Like the serial number, when I'm talking about cards or anything like that. Like if it's one of fifty, what do I care if it's number one or number fifty? The same rarity. Yeah. So, but but then like the first new Mustang GT off the line for the 2022 models worth more money, right? Of course, the number one is worth is it. Yeah, yeah. Why? But that's a those are one this is a sheet. This it's is a the first one off the line. And it, it usually gets like auctioned off, and you know, like the number one Shelby GT. Yeah, for, that right. It goes to some dealer, and they just bank on it. But this is a sheet of 50 cards that's cut at the same time, most likely. <laughs> and a digital, they're produced at the same time, so they just put a slap a number on it. Yeah. But even like when you, when you collect cards, right? Like they say, it's well, you know, an even shot to get all the cards. Bullshit. You, you try and collect by just opening packs. You're never, you're never getting a complete set. So, so what happens to the price of a top shot as more and more cards get or moments get released, well, it's price discovery. I was this is what I was going to throw in there. So I'm looking at the sales history on this Ray Al top sale, three thousand nine hundred ninety nine. The guy resold it. That was on January twentieth. The guy resold it on the twenty third for twenty one ninety nine. So he took a three day three day loss of almost a half a haircut um, on a couple thousand bucks. So what he um, panicked and. I guess yeah, panicked and sold it for uh, half. Um, yeah, so I guess the question is, what I've seen is what's available. The ones that are low run seem to be holding some value. The ones that are not, the ones that are just like regular base, are just kind of well. Apparently, I thought there were limited numbers. And I think that what they did was somehow they haven't put out all the base numbers. So it says there's 12,000 of them, but not all of them are out. They were all supposed to go out in packs, but it, you can tell who owns which one. So like if you search the card, you can figure out who owns what card, what serial number. Well, that's what I sent you on, my, on, on the card that yeah. I had. Like the first right, you hundred me, like, the still first haven't one. even been released. Yeah, and it's it makes like, no sense. If, why would you not release the first ones? Like those are the because, ones that are apparently the most valuable, right? Because I don't know, it's bullshit. It's <laughs> manipulation. So they're holding the more expensive ones on top. Do you think? Do you ones. think that they had a vision that the jersey number would be worth more, or is that something that oh, just yeah. kind of came? No, I think they did. What's like when the Lakers wore their Mamba jerseys? No. Those are more rare because. They didn't wear them as much, so whatever. Even if it's the lamest layup or turnover or whatever it is, you're going to get value of it because it's rare in the sense that their uniform is rare. No, I think for sure that they knew that the jersey number is worth more. No doubt about that. I mean, a LeBron just sold for a crazy number. I think it was. I think actually, I think since then there's been two hundred thousand dollars sales. The Zion. Like, let's see. There's a here's a John Morant lowest ask, a hundred thousand. There's four of them listed all at a hundred thousand. 
number number two, four, five, and eight. There's only twenty five made. So they say. Well, I mean, I, I don't think. It, I mean, but if you look at the sale price. Top sales three thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah, so like say, I don't think they're like they can't really say that there's more out because they are all serial numbered, and you can go look at who has what serial number. My uh, so you can't double print those. My Kristaps Porzingis card is still holding strong. <laughs> it, I, I don't less. know. I'm curious. I'm curious to see if the packs would have worked. I feel like I would have been more pumped on like the whole thing, and. You know, I was kind of pumped over the weekend. Like, man, I'm really excited to see how this goes. But now I'm like, I just don't know. I feel like they're like gaming, like gaming their own system, which would be, you know, maybe they're not. Maybe it's just a tech issue because that'd be a pretty like early to be trying to like take advantage of people in that sense. You know, I mean, as a marketplace, I don't think that's what you want to ultimately want to do. You want to get Especially, more people interested. Well, the NBA, I feel like, wouldn't want, wouldn't want to be affiliated anymore, and they would just try to shut them down. I don't know how much they're – like, I mean, I think the NBA is the one that would be able to just – if they thought this was some well, sort of scam, they, the they would just pull they the license. license. Yeah. So, what do the players get out of this? Well, they're, they, this, so this, they charge 5% of sales price on their marketplace. As an NBA license, I'm sure whatever some percentage of that goes towards the NBA licensing like, right. bu- bucket. So that's what the players get out of it. So, so there, there, I mean, I, I'm saying it's kind of shady, but it's you know, I, talking about it like that, I, I don't think they could be doing that because, like you said, it wouldn't, it just wouldn't work out. This is like a fine, weird balancing act between the releasing packs the cost the low cost of the pack in relationship to the value of what's inside of the perceived value of what's inside of it and it's creating a a craze that i don't think that they projected would be quite like this i mean it's going to be it's hard for them to deal with these insane top end values i feel like when there's probably so many i mean they have such demand i'm sure they're fighting the urge of just kind of flooding the market with packs but they understand they can't do that because it would devalue it would largely devalue what you know early investors already acquired and bought and sold like it's this is the whole like currency thing where yeah they're trying to keep it tight so yeah like you said yeah you're trying to keep it tight to create to continue the demand for what's for what's out there i just don't even with the legendary like 50 run cards i just don't see the need for it to be i'm sure they no one in their wildest dreams thought it a hundred thousand dollars would be the number right there's a lot of things I'd rather buy for a hundred thousand dollars than a LeBron James moment. Yeah, like a couple shares of GameStop. Yeah, like a hundred shares. A hundred shares of GameStop tomorrow. <laughs> a couple hundred shares of GameStop. No, a hundred. Yeah. Well, no, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> there's no way I'm not buying. I wouldn't buy a share of GameStop. I'd be buying calls, and that's what all these people are bo- trying to buy. I don't even think they understand what they're buying, really. Because they're buying, they're buying like, you know, what? They're buying 
February five calls with at like a friggin hundred dollar premium. <laughs> premium. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you Which, know, it will be interesting to see how this goes. It's what what are, what were the at the money GameStop calls like the three hundred the three hundreds were they like a hundred dollars for Feb Feb five? Mean, let's see. I didn't even. I mean Feb five. I mean, it's not it's not down too much after hours. Well, it's down. It's not down too much. Fifty five dollars after hours. Um, <laughs> it was up one hundred and ninety nine dollars for the day. My number because my number is going to be based off of what it ended at. It's like when I'm looking right now. It's not going to be based off of like the current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. So it's off of like three fifty. I guess. Yeah, three forty seven. It was up two hundred bucks for the day. So what were the three? What are the three fifty Feb fives? They're, there's the, it went past all the the chain that I get. I think the chain stopped oh, at three three hundred. From so, what I can tell, I'm not getting so anything are, above three hundred. But they're blanks. So the three hundred was one hundred and eleven dollars, uh, and that's that's that five. That's Friday, one hundred eleven dollars. So you're you'd be saying, I guess this is in the money. By the way, so it's when it's so three in the money. So it's fifty one. So, so it's, so it's probably a fifty. Yes, yeah, so it's probably fifty one. Something like fifty one. Yeah, um, something like that, you know. Probably a little more than that, I'd say. No, probably a little less because you're you're not you know you're in the money protection, so usually it's less, I believe, because this is in the money. Yeah. So it'd probably be like a forty at the money, it'd be like maybe a forty dollar call. So three fifty, you'd still have to get to four hundred, maybe or like maybe three ninety. Yeah. Let's go to a thousand. So you're good. By when though? That's the question. Tomorrow. So look, Vance, to give you February fifth. It goes to a thousand tomorrow. Three hundred out to February fifth is fifty dollars more. If it goes to a thousand tomorrow, I'll. And if it closes at a thousand tomorrow, I'll buy you a share of it at the close. (laughs) (laughs) What good is that going to do? I'll take that deal. But what is it going to do? If it doesn't. If it doesn't. If yeah. it doesn't, you have to short a share of it for me. Yeah. See, you know, you know what you're putting yourself. You know what you're putting yourself into. Right now? You're putting yourself into a hedge fund because you're saying it. Because if it goes, it could run past a thousand. Then you're like, oh darn, I gotta buy a share because I owe Jason a share at a thousand. And all of a sudden, it's at twelve hundred. You had to buy at twelve hundred to cover your two your two hundred dollar loss. I guess two hundred on top of the thousand you owe him. A good example. It's a hedge fund example. But what are we doing? We're really just gambling. I just borrowed a share at a thousand. <laughs> at that Mason. point, it's just a, it's a pure <laughs> pure speculation, right there, just throwing shit at a wall. Yeah, so the, I, that's what it comes down to, right? Like all this stuff is people are trying to just find something where they could make quick buck, and it's all it's all a gamble. Well, like um, what is some Elon of it's fine, but like you know, it's a gamble, right? Elon tweeted a couple of weeks ago, use Signal instead of fucking for messaging. But Signal's a privately owned company, and so people bought what SIGL or whatever, and that stock went through the roof, <laughs> literally from a single tweet. Like that's what this has come to. We're in a fucking copycat world, right? And whether well, and Shamath posted his damn trade, which, right? Yeah, I don't see how they like. You know, that's more of a manipulation to me. Like those guys have. I guess you said there's a lot of people on the Reddit thread, but those guys have millions of followers. There's right, three million Twitter. in Wall Street bets. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's they crazy. got millions that's, of followers on Twitter. So the Roth has millions of, 
Jamal has millions of followers, and Lart, I bet you every single damn one of them has a Robinhood or some trading account. Yeah. Anyone that's following Jamal, yeah. You're not going to not, yeah. you're not going to follow a billionaire investor if you're not interested in trying to make a couple bucks investing. The SPACs weren't moving enough for people. They needed something better. Yeah. So, got it. That, I mean, that's what, uh, pretty crazy time right now that a couple things that I probably never thought I'd be talking about. But it seems to be, uh, it's the, uh, workplace, uh, what's it called? The work, workplace coffee discussion, the workplace yes. walkthrough discussion, right? Like around lunchroom, around the coffee pot. Yeah. I think the million dollar question is, or maybe more is, is it legal? I think it's fine. I, if you're not I mean, an accredited like investor it, or whatever you have to be, like you, you're not on the board of directors, you don't work at a fiduciary, you don't do all these things. What's wrong with speaking your mind? There's people like people can say whatever they want. Doesn't mean you have to listen to them and follow them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it's, I think I made the argument that you still, even though it's this like, uh, you can't be 100% confident that the people on a Reddit thread are going to follow through with what they say they're going to do. You don't even so know who that guy is. You, you don't even know who, who you're talking to, <laughs> what, they're, what they're doing. So you're putting... That's you gotta, some testers, you gotta throw some testers yeah. out there. See if break them off on Reddit on his on his uh, burner Reddit thread. But I feel like right, you can so, learn from from the Elon right. You you signal just a simple tweet like that. People fucking bit the bullet on that, and they went and they did it. Like, what do you? People will do it. It's, it's crazy what this what social media has come to, and the ability to profit off of i mean this is just another example followers this is another example of how to profit off i mean i think dave portnoy was like the first i mean he was i think front running his minions at some point during his whole you know his yeah run. of course he was of course he's yeah. running them he's saying right. i'm buying this and you only have and you, then everyone you, and then everyone jumps it. in and the first the first ones to jump in are the winners and the the last ones to jump out are the losers. Not if you bought Penn though, because you're just winning. Did you see what Penn did over the weekend? No, what did you in, in Michigan? Penn matched dollar for dollar all the people that signed up for uh, the betting in Michigan or placed bets, uh, something like that. They did something, but like honestly, like, people can shit on Fortnite all they want, but the Barstool Fund's got what thirty plus million dollars in it right now. Like he's trying yeah. to make a difference. I know yeah. he's got an abrasive personality and people either love him or hate him, but he's actually doing some really, really fucking good things that people I think are seriously overlooking. I don't mind. Like I have nothing against, I have nothing against Dave. He just said he couldn't, uh, he just got out of Bitcoin because he couldn't, manip- he couldn't manipulate the Bitcoin market. <laughs> Davey Day Trader wasn't getting enough. I mean, if you think, if you really think, what's front running right like if you really think that it's going up and you're like hey guys i think this is the trade like make it i just jumped in like is that are you front running like it depends how much say you got or like if you're saying hey you know saying it and then selling like at the end of the day like that's front running not hey i'm buying this you know and riding yeah so if they created like barstool stocks and then they started throwing out shit out of barstool stocks 
Is that any different? I mean, you're creating a group of people that are in that right. field, so to speak. Like, there's also the same, I mean, you could surprise say the same thing about like the analytics department at, or the, you know, at any investment company that's supposed to be separate from, you know, I mean, their other. When JP Morgan upgrades the stock, I mean, what is that? Yeah, right? I like mean, that's, that's what I mean. That's the same, or downgrades, right. or or says that it's garbage, or but whatever. But who does that I mean, go to? These... That's more institutional, right? Like the the, the average person isn't seeing an upgrade All or that... a downgrade. So yeah, they are. But they have a fiduciary duty to, to like to manage people's money, whereas Portland is not managing those money or has a fiduciary responsibility to anybody. Right. And if you look at, I mean, what everybody says, which is pretty much BS anyway, is all the guys on, on Twitter that you might follow or that are like financial professionals, you know, Hey, it's not, this is not investment advice, right? Like, well, the whole reason they're, they're saying whatever they're saying is purely for investment advice. Right. So guys, this podcast is not for investment advice, but it is. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a, dis, it's a disclaimer, right? So you talk to your attorney says, Hey, you can't give investment advice till somebody signs up with you. And, but how are they going to promote themselves? So they're selling themselves and showing you that they know what they're talking about and saying, you know, this is what my portfolio is. Yeah. And they're, I mean, essentially that's right, right? That's 1299 a month. We'll yeah. You would have done, you would have done pretty well this year. In our portfolio. Yeah. Our, our portfolios are kind of scattered from each other, but yeah. You wouldn't yeah. be doing as well as, uh, as our friend that uh, bought those calls, NK GME. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> but it's been, it's an interesting time for all that, and I guess you know, send us your uh, send us your picks. Let's see what you got on GME. We want to, we want the screenshots of your early early entries into into GME when it was sitting at forty Friday sixteen. God, that, that's crazy. That's when, and that's when Keith McCullough made the call. When we was a little bit before that, when yeah, we you bought, tell me that I just laughed at you. I was like, why would I ever do that? Vance, Vance, imagine instead of doing what we did with Tesoro on January seventh, put that same money into GameStop GME calls. Yeah, yeah that have been good. It'd be, I don't know, <laughs> what would that have been? $10,000 in GME calls at, what was it at? 16? 16. Yeah, but the call, the premiums on those calls were not high either. You could have been at, you could have had a $20 call for probably pretty cheap. Yeah, but, but if I, so just bought, but if I bought the $20 calls, I wouldn't be up as much. I would have needed to buy. No, you'd be up, yeah, you would. You'd be up just as much. Oh, that's right. But you're still you probably 20x on your money. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, something. Although Tesoro hasn't done terrible, that's been good to us. I'm only, I'm only at 200 percent, not whatever the hell it, <laughs> we would have got from from GME. When is it going to change to humble? When's that happening? Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. I have no clue. Does that even matter? I don't even know. I don't even know what the, what's going on. I just buy things. I don't care. I'm just betting. It's a gamble. 
yeah, we've turned. That's we've the problem. I don't, that's, that's why I don't want it to be. I just want it to be like something reasonable, you know. Pick a pick a company that you think is is a good company that's going to go up and has good, you know, potential to All increase the there. There you go. But those Keep those talking. companies are got crushed today from. All this stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the entire market took a shit because of what some of these let's call them meme stocks, right? That's what they're called. Are just playing around. Yeah, but I was trying to watch the you know as GameStop went down, the market kind of came back, and then GameStop went back up, and then the market went down, and then it was just like this. I don't know where all the, where's all this GameStop money to gonna go. Well, nobody's selling, so there's no money to go anywhere. That's why nobody, gonna open nothing stores. was rising up. There were no buyers. There were no buyers for the regular stock. So franchising out. Okay, so it's selling so regular stocks to buy GameStop and no sellers. So how does this benefit GameStop? <laughs> okay, so, so here's what here's what I... I don't know if there's financial data. Right, right now it doesn't until they realize it. But when you have your stock price up, you should issue a secondary offering. But can they? Well, it could get turned down, but they should right. issue one. And and somebody said what they should do is issue a secondary offering and then change their whole business model and just go buy Bitcoin instead <laughs> of GameStop. <laughs> and you got all that money, whatever you just issued, just straight into Just Bitcoin. go micro strategy yeah. and just, just, don't, just yeah. take all the money to Bitcoin and then yeah. say, ah, oh, fuck the stores. Yeah. We're done. You know what? We're done here. I was... I own this, uh, I should, I don't know the name of it. I think I still own it. It's worth nothing. This thing, it was, uh, John McAfee's like stock or fund, some like flyer I took a while back mm. and it was supposed to be something completely different. And he just one day was like, no, this is a Bitcoin stock now. And I don't, but he didn't own, I don't, he must not own it because it has, I, it was worth nothing. So I just never did anything with it and it never went up when all this Bitcoin stuff happened. But I was like, wait, I don't understand. You just switched the company. It's like, nah, we're buying Bitcoin now. Yeah. All of it. So why don't they just take the money and just buy their own stock and hold it? <laughs> well, because if you take it, if you do some buy money, like you're going to take the money and like they don't really Well, because that's what that they're money, selling right? stock, right? So they would issue, they would issue well, they stock. Take, the stock they price, could. they don't really have that money they, until they issue it. That money is going to whoever owned it. So, but, like that's a investor to investor. It's very unlikely that GameStop would get approved to issue shares at market. In the current wow. environment. Well, like... I don't know the regulations, so I, I mean, I understand. I, I mean, in a sense, I agree with you, but I don't know what the relations are and how you could prevent well, kind of the a public same, company from issuing a secondary offering if people were going to buy it. the same it. reason Hertz couldn't issue shares at the market they weren't even allowed to issue shares at all that's right they bought they told them no right yeah they said absolutely not like this is some bullshit and that <laughs> barely ran i mean that what did that that was like a couple what thousand percent maybe barely ran or 500 percent that went up yeah and like because this has happened this isn't the first time this shit's happened hertz was a pretty good example of wall street bets it just didn't get this parabolic so I don't even know. I can't even find anymore. What's the symbol for Hertz? It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> they're been, it's gone. They're they're it's gone. Not, 
it's not tradable anymore. Great. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. I I didn't pay that much attention, but it went away. I just tried just to like, search it. I can't find just it. Just like just like GameStop will probably go away after it hits a thousand for the first time in its in its history. And yeah. with no fundamentals. I mean I they yeah, they don't even own their they don't even have real estate. They lease everything. So there's no there's no benefit. I don't know what's happening. They have a bunch of video games. <laughs> That'll be selling for super cheap, right? Because I mean, everything's just going to be on online. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I don't know. Probably like five or six years ago, we went. We were looking at commercial warehouses, and we were looking at like a thirty thousand square foot warehouse, and it was fully loaded like pallet racks, everything in there. And they said, everything comes with the building. Like we're not taking anything out, but you had to, you had to sign an NDA to go in. And it was like, okay, well, what do you have in here that you clearly need to unload that you can't figure out how to unload? And it was all porn DVDs, 30,000 square feet, 30 foot ceilings, fucking floor to ceiling, just of DVDs of porn. And it's like, clearly this business paid for that building and then so quickly just shit on you because you are screwed. Pornhub. <laughs> Only fans. So you bought it and sold and tried to sell all the DVDs. <laughs> Jason has them all at his house. Whoa, Straight whoa, whoa. to eBay. What was funny about that that building, Chris, like this porno. so it was actually a duplex. It was 60,000 square feet that they had split 30-30 and they hadn't done a legal lot separation yet and so they had somebody that had already committed to purchase the, the one half and we we're going to do the second half at probably twice as much as what the first guy was in so they were still going to make like a good amount of money on the building but also as part of us buying that building we had to follow through with the lot separation and we didn't even know if it was possible and so it was like no we're not going to go down that rabbit hole to just figure out that it's not doable or whatever, and then we're stuck with some jackass on the other side that you've already committed to at a, at a lower rate. So yeah. were any of those porn DVDs the lowest uh, serial number in the collection? I'm sure there was probably some quality <laughs> moments. If number one. Those, right? <laughs> or autograph. Or autograph. <laughs> um, but yeah, good Lord. It was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of DVDs. I, yeah, I don't even know how how you get rid of all those like you probably spent thousands of dollars i know how, i know how you get rid of them yeah sell the building there you go <laughs> <laughs> but, but they, was, they, that's what they were they were getting rid someone, of someone someone uh, would buy the building not my problem it's somebody else's problem all hey, that good news, hey guys good news we're selling the building but you, you <laughs> building and all personal possessions go with the property you got to start a little like porn business then to see where it goes or digitize them all. Yeah, I think we're. I think we're done here. <laughs> Take them to Costco. Can you convert my uh, DVDs into a digital file? Thank you, though. Uh, but yes. Anyways, uh, yes. Super Bowl coming up. We'll talk about sports next week. I know we've had some fun off-topic ones, but we got to get back into sports. Uh, so follow us on Twitter at Unrecruited Pod, Instagram Unrecruited Podcast. Send us DMs, tweets, whatever you want to talk about upcoming topics. We'll do our best to cover them. But on the, until next time, 
We're out.